1: Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. you to train like an olympian maybe take up a new sport like race walking or air pistol shooting yes these are olympic sports the sports trampoline that's a relatively new olympic sport too have you been watching that hello this is vicky Lowry with another new hype show on education
2: right now you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them you might be worried that you may not finish high school there might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group. Educational resources to help reach your goals.
1: And today, since we're watching Olympics right now, I thought it would be good to talk about youth and sports for them. So I've asked a great person named Molly Lofton, who is the youth director at the YMCA in Kitson, Ohio. Molly, can you hear me? I can. Yes. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, I hear you quite yes. well. Yes. yes. so thanks for, for joining me today. So how well, are Thanks for having watch? me. It's a Thanks for having so me. How are, how are things going at the Y Molly? Oh, things are
2: going very well. Um, a hot summer, but with our recent renovations, um and air conditioning throughout most of the Y M C A, uh people are still working out and I am hearing a lot of talk about the Olympics.
1: I bet. Do you think it actually inspires people to do a little bit more? Maybe inspires some kids to train for the Olympics? I
2: absolutely do. We know by um, research-keeping statistics that in Olympic years, um, especially for us, the Summer Olympics, that we will have an increase in swim lessons and gymnastic lessons after the fall and after Labor Day. And I am also already getting phone calls about how do we join swim team, how, you know, what what's the procedures, when can we start. So we absolutely that absolutely um, especially when they're having great success uh, it boosts our numbers and and our interest in uh, swimming gymnastics and sports in general
1: really that is fascinating so what does that say molly are we are we inspired by what we watch is that what that means
2: I, I absolutely do agree that that we are inspired by what what we watch what, what we watch, and I think, I mean, if you look at read other articles, read listen to other um, opinions and stories. I mean, we certainly know that how much influence television, computers, and things like that have on the impact that has on kids nowadays. So seeing things like uh, Olympic sports certainly does inspire uh, kids to maybe go the other side. And Vicky, if I can ask you, I mean, how often are kids going outside to just play anymore? I mean, our whole culture is changing along that way.
1: I, I hear you loud and clear. When I was a kid growing up, mom would say, go outside and play and don't come back in until I call you for dinner. Just go- and, Or, at a friend's house
2: because that's where the that's where the activities were going on that day, and no one ever worried about us, you know, until the streetlights came on, and that and that really is the truth, or that really shows our age. I'm not sure which, <laughs> but I know here at the YMCA, um, a few years ago when uh, I took over day camp um, child care programs here at the Y, it's been about four years ago. We took our indoor. <laughs> summer day camp and moved it across the street into a beautiful city park that we are uh, uh, a part of here at the Tiffin YMCA. So our meeting place is a shelter across the street, and they have woods, and there's a creek, and there is uh, sand volleyball courts, and, you know, so much available that these kids that had been spending all their time inside, it was a whole new world to take them outside. In fact, I had some parents that got mad at me because their kids got dirty, So we made sure we put it in our manual that we are an outdoor camp, and your kids are going to get dirty. They're kids, and they're playing again, Vicky. And our numbers went from 16 four years ago to we have over 110 kids registered, you know, and attending throughout the summer.
1: What that is really great. So, I mean, why don't, do you think it probably has to do with maybe the fear of children being safe outside to send them and just go play? Maybe that and and our too many video games, is that affecting the ability to get out and go? What do you think? I, I think
2: yes on both of those. You know, I uh, my daughter who grew up outside playing, she grew up uh competitively swimming for the Tiffin YMCA and for Columbia High School. I mean, they were outside players, you know, after school and summers, you know, all the time. But she's now a mom, and
3: uh-huh. she
2: said I just can't let my child go out and play. You know, she they're in Cincinnati, but she said it's that's just not safe. So she has to deliberately create opportunities for her daughter to be outside. You know, they they joined an outdoor pool for the summer. They go to the park. They go to the zoo. You know, they do as many different activities. But what a shame that you just can't go outside and play anymore, even in your own backyard in some cases. So I I really do believe, really do believe that, that that's a part of it, too. So then it takes a little effort on the parent to decide how are we going to create that atmosphere.
1: Exactly. That's what I thought. Even my, my children are round, all around 20 now. But even raising them, I thought it just seems like there's more and more burden being placed on the parent because you you moms had that time when kids would just go out outside and play. They could get things done. But when you have to tend to that child every minute and you have to escort them to every event and you have to – and it can get costly too because you have to then seek out structured events because they're more secure and safe. It Absolutely. does. places the parents. It places really a huge do. burden
2: on the parents, but you know, I think then that's what. Parents need to decide is what what is the priority, and you know, having a uh, a, a well-rounded child, you know, kind of what the YMCA stands for in spirit, mind, and body. You know, we we use a triangle as our logo, and each side of the triangle stands for spirit, mind, and body. And our triangle stands on a point because it doesn't lay on one side because no one side is more important than the other. So if their kids aren't enjoying the out or physical activity, you know that doesn't. You know that's going to add to them not being a well-rounded kid. So how does mm-hmm. that happen? And you know what, Vicky? Can kids just be kids anymore? They have to grow up awfully fast. It seems like. It absolutely does. And I know yeah. that uh, I, I know. Then that Vicky. Sometimes we also get to the uh, uh, overloading our kids with so many different things. Like they never have time
1: to just go out and play. Right. So, so what about that, Molly? Are we putting too much pressure on children? Just focusing on sports right now. Too much pressure to overperform you know i I honestly hate to
2: say it, but I do see it I do see it in our um on our programs or just watching any youth sports in in general. You have the parent that you know is worried about the five year old not performing, not doing you know not doing well and and I really do see a lot of pressure on these kids or at least i mean do kids should kids even know what stress or pressure is? So I I do feel that the parental uh, aspect of it can be uh, a problem. And I know that we work with our uh, competitive programs and parents with monthly meetings, you know, to remind them that it is them. And if they improve a little bit, like if their time drops in swimming a little bit each meet, that's fantastic. You know, not Mm -hmm. whether they came in first, second, or third. You know, that's fantastic.
1: So do you see that pressure start when they're as little as five? I, I think it probably tends to increase as they get older, but, I mean, when do you first start seeing it, the pressure sometimes of parents puts that pressure out to overperform? Not all the time, but sometimes. Well. I-
2: it, you know what, I, I think you really can see it anywhere, anytime, and I think it's that parent. Um, that parent has to sit back and, and I, I mean, it really can happen at, at any age. Um, I remember uh, uh, when I was running a soccer program at the o at y and the dad was, I heard a dad across the field, and I was on another field, scream, and this was a youth, like five-year-old, four-year-old league, and this coach was screaming and yelling at this kid, so I come across across the field, and I, you know, stood next to the coach and said, Coach, you know, you can't talk to your kids like that. And he pointed to the goal, and here was the goalie for his team, laying on his back in the goal. And he was kicking his legs and picking dandelions and looking at the sky and singing, uh-huh. and, and, I, and you know, you had to laugh. The kid was enjoying the, you know, the moment and, and the environment around him. And, the dad, and I said to the coach, but you still can it was so cute, uh, you still can't yell, and he goes, it's my kid, <laughs> so we just, you know, so I understand that, you know, the play was on the other end of the field, and the kid needs to get up and pay attention, but, you know, and he wasn't necessarily yelling at his kid, you know what I mean, to perform, but, That's what you hear and that's what you see. And, you know, I've had a bad, my child has had a bad experience with a coach. Um, You know, it's tough. It's tough. But you just want your kid to have fun. That should be the number one goal.
1: Yeah, especially starting out because, you know, children don't really know exactly what they're good at. Sometimes it's nice for a parent to want to select it because they have preferences But especially when they're really young, isn't it good for them to try lots of different things just so they can see what they are good at and what they enjoy the most? And, you know, Vicki, that's a great point
2: because, um, you know, you see these – you see kids – I like the middle school programs – That allows, for instance, girls' volleyball, that allows everyone to participate um, through rotations, you know, maybe different squads, because how a girl performs, for instance, as a 12, 13 year old, could be totally different for the same girl when she's 16 so their mm-hmm. physical ability, how they grow, uh you know what what else they're involved in. So it doesn't it seems to be that the the 13-year-old uh volleyball player in middle school tends to be the volleyball player all the way through high school, which is good, I get. But there are kids that have missed out on the opportunity because perhaps at 13 they were told no and they were cut from the team and never tried again.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, boy, that mental block is huge, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, fact, and what no. the kid likes
2: now, you, it, like you said, may not be what they choose. So just getting a variety of things. Um, I don't know about you, Vicky, but I was brought up in a family that if you start it, you're going to finish the season. And then you decide right. next year if you're going to do it again. Not quitting right. in the middle. You know. So and and things can change. I you know, I, I I grew up in a basketball football. My dad was a co- high school football coach. My sister was a cheerleader. I turned to the choir and the student council stuff and um liked ice skating at our at our outdoor rink and I was a lifeguard,
1: you know, but my parents allowed me to make those choices.
3: Mhm.
1: Yes. And they made you think about it carefully beforehand because you know once you start something you must finish. So think Absolutely. carefully when you finish. and that actually helps teach additional life skills which are critical thinking. And
2: Absolutely. talk
1: about that a little bit more. All the other life skills you see coming from as a benefit of sports, Molly.
2: Um You know, I know, for instance, uh, both of my children were competitive swimmers um, you know competed on the on the y swim team in high school. I did not do that. I love swimming and was a lifeguard, but I was never a competitive swimmer. And when my children um, chose it, you know, that's five days a week. And weekend, uh, at least one day of a weekend meet, that program ran September through March. You know, that was a huge commitment, and I was worried about about school and and grades and, and other, you know, being able to be a Girl Scout or, you know what I mean, whatever. But I tell you what that taught my children was time management. Uh-huh. So they knew when they got home from swim team and had dinner, then they had X amount of time. For homework, so they managed better in school. Maybe they took those study halls to get stuff done, and and they got right to it after dinner to get their homework done. And that has applied to my children are now in their 30s. Everything that they have done since then that has helped time management all along. And what a life skill time you know time management can be. Um, oh, and that's then some of. <laughs> Some of the other skills are things like um, getting along. Diversity is huge. Getting along with a lot of people of a lot of different races, or origins, you know, sexual, you know, uh, um, choices, um, things like this. Diversity is huge. And being able to get along with a bunch of different people. We all have different opinions. We all have different lifestyles. And it's the acceptance of you know others that that has made themselves such you know a well-rounded person.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing video-based self-paced teacher-supported fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age check us out at svhs.co.
1: Those are great things. One of my favorite things also I think see as a benefit from sports is it helps us to be less egocentric when you play on a team sport because then you're not thinking this is just all about me and you're kind of forced to think as a team and what benefits the group as a whole. And I think those skills can be transferred to a family, um, to a work setting, any kind of group setting because you're a team and you're working for one common goal together. I really like that about Yeah. So what about, Molly, what about kids that are really not very athletic, and and really this applies to adults too, what do you say to those people? What can they do? Because, you know, then they can be the last one chosen for the team and it can be a source of, mental anguish actually so what kind of outlets and what kind of encouragement do you give to a child that's not very athletic
2: I think um, one of the things to do is allow them to try and to choose and to give them um, opportunities. We know we know how important fitness is uh, again as a lifestyle choice,
3: um,
2: especially with uh, the way we 're going with health care and insurance and and how important it is to to be healthy and stay healthy and learn choices, you know, to choose, you know, the right foods and and how do you do that. So some of the ways... For instance that we allow that to happen here at the Y is uh, we are part of a uh, healthy, healthy eating. It's called a HEPA, um, healthy eating and physical activity. So our kids that come to us after school get a healthy snack, a fruit or vegetable and something from another food group, you know, not cookies and cakes and things like that, but fun snacks that the kids lots of times get to help bake and put together and they try things they've never tried before. Believe it or not, the kids, and, and then And the thing of it is, is they have to try it, and then they can rate whether they liked it or not or what they liked. A, A new favorite here is hummus. You know, what kid eats hummus? You know what I mean? And so these kids that have never tried something like that now like hummus, but... But my point is we then give them an hour of physical activity, you know, break a sweat activity, uh, the five days a week they come to us. And we try all different kinds of things, whether it's taking a walk, whether it is um, learning a new game in the gym that they could take home and play, just we, we just give them the variety and let them know how that important that is and then we bring the families in once a month for a family time together at no charge for these kids in our program and their families to participate together in doing activities and again, I know that you know but that is such for so many for many people that's amazing to them that they take time as a family to do that you know other uh, things is to other things is to choose sports Uh, our new YMCA uh, swim lesson program is being launched um, in September and and I'm I'm glad to be on the cutting edge of that and I'll go to Chicago for training on it in a couple weeks but one of the areas that they are doing um, is they're they're designing the swim lesson program first of all and foremost is safety for kids to be able to take care of themselves in an aquatic emergency so if they can keep calm and know what to do because they've been taught that's number one but but one of the things so uh, the one of the ways they're uh, restructuring this is, so through a swim lesson program, maybe a kid, you know, really maybe wants, likes that safety part of it, wants to become a lifeguard, you know, we can kind of help their track toward doing that. If they want to become a competitive swimmer, as they get through swim lessons, we can help them, you know, look at the different things about swim team and is that something else that they want to try. But Vicki, to me, the most important thing is the track of teaching the kids that this is lifetime sport my dad was a football player all his life you know a football coach uh coached for 35 years in high school football you know what though you don't play football all your life so if they have that swimming edge that is a lifetime sport. And how wonderful is swimming that it takes the pressure off your joints and, you know what I mean, it is something especially older people can excel in. So that's yeah. part of it. What about golf? You know, that can be a lifetime sport. So it's choosing these activities, cycling, you know, bicycle riding, you know. So it's letting the kids have the opportunity and giving them the, the and, and teaching them that this is something that you can do all your life.
1: Hey, even ping pong is an Olympic sport now, and there's some good activity in that. So there's something for everyone. You have, just keep trying until you find something that really is enjoyable for you. And the YMCA, obviously, is an incredible resource, and they're all across the country for, for anyone listening anywhere. Find your local YMCA for sure. I wanted to get a, one more question to you that is burning a hole in my, my pocket. What do you think about how intense summer sports I'm talking about league sports, organized sports, can be in the summer sometimes for kids. Sometimes it seems to me like it doesn't leave time for family. I don't know. What's your What's your take on the balance there? So I'm taking off my YMCA cap, and I'm talking as, as
2: Molly. And, um, you know, I do worry about it. Tiffin, for instance, Ohio, is a huge football town. And already, August 1st, I see these fourth graders um, that are getting ready to put on helmets and pads and play a competitive football. Now, I'm from a football family. I love football. And I know they're doing everything to keep these kids safe. But, you know, it makes me wonder. So, And then there were a huge uh, baseball town. So when the spring starts in February, they're starting to practice for baseball. And then we have a thing called fall ball. So, these competitive kids can continue playing baseball competitively all fall, you know, and you 're right, it is a commitment to it, it is such a commitment and um, and you know what I think that goes, Vicky, with dance classes, and you know we have so many dance- cl- uh, programs here in tiffin it 's a wonderful sport, but it is very consuming, so I really mm-hmm. you know hope the parents. Give the time and 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 i you know i I've even seen is it the parent that wants the kid to play football are they reliving a dream perhaps they didn't have, or is the kid really making that choice and in some ways, the kids are, I know that, but you know i you uh-huh. just gotta be able to read your kids and understand.
1: That's that is very true. Well, when my girls were growing up, they did competitive dancing on those travel leagues and competitive gymnastics, cheer, and all that. And I. Like all of our weekends and our summers were just committed to that. Even vacations, it really ended up being that our vacation money ended up paying for them to go to international or to national competitions in New Orleans and Chicago and wherever they went. And then, <laughs> then I would end up passing my daughter in the hallway <laughs> and barely nice. saying hi to her. This is not a family vacation. I am not doing this again. <laughs> right because we need the family so it just keeps coming back to the parent doesn't it because you know thank you for providing these wonderful opportunities and opportunities to continue to grow but please sports coaches and and league people allow time for family too and don't penalize the child if they take a week out for a family vacation oh good point I think- have to make that a priority and sometimes i feel like the parents are afraid to take their child out of a summer sport for a week to have a family time together because they're afraid the child would be penalized and not be allowed to play right. and, and if it, if there's some rules set for just okay you have to sit out a week maybe that's fair but um yeah i just sometimes get concerned that there's not enough consideration for family time to keep it a nice balance i agree <laughs> Uh, so, what age do you think is good, Molly, to start team sport? Um, do you think it's uh, cool, primary grades? Toddler? You know, we do.
2: We do a lot um, working with all ages uh, here at the Y. You know, we, we lots of times activities will will um, you know we'll have even in in our in our uh, child care, you know, we'll have this group of kids doing something and this group of kids doing something. Um, but I'm not sure that, that that is more of learning to work together versus a team. Mm-hmm. We do start uh, youth sports at the age of four, like a youth soccer league for four and five year olds or a youth basketball league for four and five year olds. I know my kids played t-ball at that age. You know, I, and, I, and I still shake my head and think, you know, are we, uh, maybe we're teaching the sport, but I, I hope we're teaching, you know, new friendships and getting along with people. I know that for my son, the kids that he played baseball with at that age were lifelong friends. I mean, all through high school, and they still communicate with each other. So it might not have been the baseball, but it was the other things that they got from that. So, Vicki, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's got to be the parents saying, you know okay I have signed my kid up for this youth league or or whatever but what is really the goal for you as a parent for your child in that league and I hope it isn't pushing 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 you know to make the kid crazy over thinking that this is what they have to do to succeed
1: yeah nice reminder Molly but it's so funny to watch that four and five year old soccer because they all move like a little pack up and down the field don't they (laughs) Well,
2: and you know what, and, and when I watch soccer or youth basketball, and let's say the kid, you know, gets the ball and he runs down court and he shoots a basket and scored, but it's the wrong basket. Who cares? Yeah. We all cheer. We all cheer, yeah. you know. So what if it was the wrong basket? And, and that's the, what we try to instill. That's what, you know, at that, at that young age, you know what, It's just it's all good. So, you know, I hope that if you can keep the lightness to it and the fun to it. And, you know, I love to hear parents cheering for their kids when I'm teaching a swim lesson. Yay, they got their eyes wet. You know what I mean? That's what's important.
1: Just support, knowing that they care and they try. Just knowing that, you know, I've I've said this over and over again. I, I used to judge a lot of beauty pageants and little local fairs and that kind of oh, thing. And I always try private stuff and asked the kids when I was judging in the interview portion, you know, what is it your parents did that helped you to be who you are today? And invariably they always said they just supported me. They support, they're always there for me. They always said mm-hmm. some statement. And I think that's really what what the kids are feeling at that, that point. I have a dear friend. Chicago, who is a sports reporter, and I asked him a question to add to our conversation today. Is there enough focus on preparing athletes mentally as well as physically? And I want to read to you his response. He says, coaches, leagues, associations all tell you that they prepare kids for what's to come for the few that get that far. Then you look at the scandals, like at Baylor, Florida State, Miami, Mm -hmm. and even some of the... Like Rick Pitino or Bobby Petrino And look at all the pro athletes Accused and are convicted of abuse The kids who come from solid Households with the right values And the proper upbringing at least have A step up to start It begins at home I truly believe This is from my friend Howard Sloshberg Oh amen uh, Oh yeah So Molly I want to Talk a little bit about New Heights Educational Group which is the organization that brings us this show today. They do offer a diverse selection of educational services for children and adults. So we're running out of time. I wanted to go ahead and thank Molly for being here. I just think you're great, Molly, and the kids are lucky to work with you. The YMCA is lucky to have
2: you. Vicki, thank you so much. It It is truly my passion and my pleasure.
1: I can hear it in your voice, and you are an asset of this community, and I thank you for taking some of your precious time today. Thanks, Vicki. You have a good day. We'll see you. Bye. Thanks, everybody. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.
0: imagine your new bathroom a sparkling new tub a modern shower conversion a seamless new wall all done in as little as a day introducing bath fitter join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process no demolition no mess guaranteed for life installed in as little as a day book a free and home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now bath fitter 35 years of better bath remodels